Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. It's been really great to be able to speak into this prophetic theme that we have for the year of we get to in this month of February and also we will be going into March too. This is a statement that we have as a church and every year we ask the Lord what would he have us speak into and what would be a theme and it wasn't just a word, it was a phrase we get to. From a place of joy, from a place of not drivenness, we get to serve the Lord. We get to love, we get to uh, serve, we get to reach. And there's a number of other things that we get to do. And I would just encourage you to lean into Arena Church, check out our podcast every week. The locations are speaking into different things. And I know it will bless you and encourage you and challenge you. But principally, one of the things that stops us from having the joy of serving the Lord is because he isn't first. And so I simply want to talk today about we get to put God first. We get to put God first. John 2 verse 17, the disciples were reminded of a verse in the Psalms that says, the zeal for your house, it consumes me. The zeal for the house of God, we are consumed by it. And God, once again, wants to stir a passion in all of our hearts for his kingdom and for him and for his church and for the world. And we need to appreciate and understand that God wants to be first in our lives. Somebody once said it this way, if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. Like most phrases, they're true. Now, many people could ask, well, that's great, Christian. We get to put God first. But a question that people ask me, and I would ask of myself, is, Why should we put God first? Why should we put God first? Well, simply put, and this really demands a teaching session in itself, but just in a moment, let me help you to understand the answer to this question. Simply put, we put God first because he put us first. The Bible records that God stretched out his hands towards the earth. And he did that through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave his one and only son. This is what it says in John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever, that is whosoever, believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God gave first, and he gave of his best. And this was not begrudgingly, but joyfully. He gave of Jesus. In Isaiah 53 verse 5, it also tells the story of how Jesus was going to come to the earth. It says there, he was pierced. Who's he? Jesus. Jesus coming to earth. He was pierced. For our transgressions, our sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace. That brought us peace. 
was on him. By his wounds, the nails in his hands, the crown of thorns on his head, the lashes on his back, we are healed. You see, we put God first simply because he put us first. God laid down the splendor and majesty and comfort of heaven to become a man. And he lived amongst us and his mission was this, to present himself as a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. You see, he, he, he took on the sins, he became the sin of the world so we could be forgiven and made whole. And, uh, you know, uh, just before I get into the guts of the message, why, why, why should I put God first? Because I realize that he put me first. And so that brings me to a point of, well, if you gave everything, God, I want to give everything. And it's a joy we get to put God first. The challenge in this, though, and I will just be putting it for full disclosure, things get in the way. Things get in the way of God. Because we don't live in a bubble. We live in the real world, the cut and thrust of the world. The work and the kids and the to and fro in, and things can easily get squeezed in our hearts. And that's what I want to encourage you in. I want to just give you some pointers, some practical help that will help you to keep putting God first. But again, before we get there, one of the things that really is an enemy to putting God first, Jesus identifies in Mark 4, verse 19. Just write that down, Mark 4, verse 19. And Jesus identifies, he's talking about the seed being sown in different contexts. And he talks about how the seed is being sown. And he talks about the worries of this life, Mark 4, 19. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things. They come in and they choke the word, making it unfruitful. You see, the greatest enemy of a relationship with Jesus and putting him first is our selfishness, our greed, the wants of material possessions and things. And they come to us subtly and they crowd in our world. And Jesus said, these will snatch away the beauty of the word. These things oppose us and contend with us And they prevent us from putting God first. Now Jesus was pretty fantastic and is fantastic. And people said of him, he said the most amazing things. He didn't just do miracles, but he had the most amazing authority and common sense. His teaching was without equal. And one of the greatest sermons, I think one, probably the greatest sermon ever is in Matthew and chapter 5 and 6 and 7. And it's often called the Sermon on the Mount because it was on a mountainside. And Jesus uses numbers of illustrations. And I want to take us to one in Matthew in chapter 6 because in there he talks about the first. We'll come to it in a moment. The first. And we are able to put God first in our everyday lives. In Matthew in chapter 6 and verse 19, that's where we're going to begin. He uses some illustrations from 19 right through to verse 34 
He uses illustrations that will help the listeners, help the listeners then and help the listeners now to understand what Jesus was saying with regards to the principle of putting God first and the joy of putting God first. Let me first of all take you to Matthew 6 verse 19 to 24. He really addresses the heart issue of the listeners. Just imagine yourself now, you're sat on a mountainside and the sun's beating down on you and it's a cool, beautiful breeze that's just passing by you on a warm day and you're listening to the words of Jesus and Jesus begins to speak into their hearts. He starts by saying in verse 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where the moth and the vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But rather, store up for yourself treasures in heaven where the moth and the vermin cannot destroy and where thieves cannot break in and steal. Jesus is contrasting two kinds of heart attitudes. One that is committed to God, building God's kingdom. The other is building a kingdom for themselves here on earth. In essence, Jesus is saying here, very briefly, because of time, the transitory earthly treasures, they will never satisfy, ever. And our setting our hearts on them at the expense of God means we can forfeit the enduring pleasures of heaven. They, in fact, because Jesus then goes on to say about our eyes, you'll have to read it for yourself, and he then says, in fact, these things, these material things, can blur our mental and moral vision. And then he finally says, in verse 24, I believe it is, There's a choice to be made. Who will you serve? You cannot serve both masters. You either serve God the Father or you serve the spirit of mammon. But you cannot serve both masters. Jesus is making the point of to the listeners and to us today, who is going to be first in our lives? Putting God first. And Jesus identifies the things that can, the greatest enemy are the things of this earth, the things of this world. But then you could say, okay, Jesus, we've got it. We've got it. We don't need any more. But Jesus then makes the point even more. And this is where I want to go. Because in verses 25, verse to 34, and we're not going to read all of it, just a few of them, Jesus underscores this point of putting God first. He says this, therefore I tell you, verse 25, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? In these verses that Jesus is uh, preaching from, that he's sharing from, he, he mentions the thought states the thoughts four times in such a short passage of not worrying and stop worrying. 
And what were they worrying about? They were worrying about the things of life. And these things of life skew our vision and our priorities. And it's the same today. And Jesus commends them and commands them, stop worrying about the things of this earth. And then Jesus tells them why they mustn't worry. Now, many people believe that when Jesus was preaching this message on a mountainside, mountainside, an archaeologist and historians tell us where it is, they actually say that this is the very crossroads of bird migration. You may say, well, what's that got to do with it? Well, get this picture in your mind. You're now on the mountainside listening to Jesus. And this is the crossroads of bird migration. Could it be that in that moment there were swarms of every kind of bird crisscrossing at that very junction, going to other places? And he points to the sky and says, look at the birds of the air. I'm able to feed all of these birds. And then he carries on and saying, and look at the flowers. And was it springtime? I'm not sure. But the flowers were bursting in full bloom, majestic and delicate and scented, resplendent in color and foliage without comparison. And Jesus says this, listen, I can take care of the birds and I can take care of the flowers. And so I can also take care of you. But just put me first. And then he carries on after using those two examples. And he makes this verse. And if you don't know this verse, I would encourage you to write it out. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Write it on the front of your phone. Whatever it reminds you of. We took this, Caroline, my wife and I, as a promise from God when we first set out on our engagement and then into marriage, which has had many, many challenges materially. But this was the verse and promise that God gave to us. Verse 33 of Matthew 6. Jesus then says, Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. And then all these things, food, clothes, all that you need will be added on to you. But the solution to the adding on to us is seeking God first. He is the first of all firsts. He is the first in any time or place. He is the first in rank, influence and honour. He is a chief who is first above all others. As we put God first, we get to put God first. He then says, I will add unto you. The problem that we have, just a quick illustration is that we give him our time, we give him our burdens, we give him our desires, we give him our wants, we give him our needs, we give him our worries, and then we take it all back. (laughs) And Jesus says, put me first. Now this was not an excuse to sit back on a deck chair with a pina colada in your hand and do nothing, because the birds would need to labour, they need to move, they need to flap. And by the way, any people who know about vegetation, and certainly the strongest of trees, they draw water and they have to work to suck up the water and they move towards the sun. There is a work ethic to it, but they are uh, resting. They are resting on the fact that the water is going to come. And we too must work, but we rest 
We rest in the fact that God is in control because we have put him first. Now, as I try and just draw something of a conclusion to the message just in these last six or seven minutes, let me say many compartmentalize our lives because we, 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 we prioritize other things before God. Our home, our work, our family, our leisure, and we compartmentalize it. And this is not how it's meant to be. In every area of our life, he's first. Putting God first. Many people have asked us the question, how have we raised four children when we was building a business and then serving the church and leading this church and now more recently fully committed 100% just on the ground here and raising kids and all that we do and people have asked us how have we lived our lives and they can't believe people outside of church who have asked us can't believe that we would give well in excess of 10% of our income to the church and, and also on top of that so significantly into legacy, the, the, the mission of this church and world issues, world partnerships that help poverty and raise kids and plant churches and make a difference in the world. They can't believe that we would give up the hours and evenings that we do on weekends to serve and help and assist the church and the community. Why do we do all this? Because we simply want to put God first because as we know we put God first then he adds to our lives. We don't do it so he adds to us. We do it because it's right to put God first. Somebody once said to me, you never come second by putting God first. And that is our testimony. Every time I put God second and me first, it never goes right. But every time I put God first and I come second, I never come second by putting God first. I hope that makes sense. And as I conclude, how do we put God first? I'm going to read my notes for time. In Romans 12, verse 1 through to 2, this question, how do we put God first? It answers it, this question simply and beautifully. Let me just read the verses. It says this, God has shown you mercy, brothers and sisters. I ask you to offer up your bodies to God while you are still alive. That will be a sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. It's the right kind of worship to offer God. Don't live the world the way Don't live the way the world lives. Let your way of thinking be completely changed. Then you will be able to understand and discern his plan that is good and pleasing and perfect. You may be still struggling to understand, well, how do I put God first? Well, let me be even more explicitly simple. In Romans in chapter 12, verse 1 through to 2, in the message paraphrase version, the writer says this, and it sums it up beautifully, how we can put God first, and we get to. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. How do we get to put God first? By offering our daily lives Our life with its hurts, frustrations, our upsets, the highs and the lows, the desires, the wants, the dreams, and offer these all to God. It's a conscious decision to give my day to God. Offer my life to Him. Ask Him to fill me with His 
presence. St. Augustine said this, we must empty ourselves of all that we have been filled so that we may be filled with what we have been empty of. This is, in, in essence, we get to put God first. We place him first, front, central in our lives. I've realized that as we do this, our lives, our families, our jobs, our opportunities, our education, our achievements and our influence, they become open, large and spacious places for us and for our families and for our community. This kind of we get to put God first is the kind of living that Jesus offers everyone And it's without equal. And it doesn't just affect our today, but it also affects future generations to come. As I conclude, we get to put God first. But here's the challenge. Anybody who knows anything about flight maps, you know that the pilot has a very clear destination. It's by degrees. It has been said that you can set a flight map and you only need to be one or two degrees off and within a t- uh, no time at all, within an hour, you will be hundreds of miles away from your desired destination. That is the same for us. We can set off, but we're just one or two degrees off and we think that's okay. But in time, we realize that we are far away from the purposes of God. I'm simply challenging us all today with the joy of we get to put God first. Are there some areas in your life that need adjustment? Do you need to come back a few degrees? Are there for a few tweaks? Is there a radical overhaul that needs to happen? I simply want to encourage you to offer these to God. You may be far away from God at this moment. You are hundreds of degrees away from him. And he's in this moment drawing you by his love. I want to encourage you as I pray to come back to God. For others, you're just a few degrees off. You're not putting God first in numbers of areas. Come on, just surrender those things. Your time, your talent, your treasure. And offer it to God. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you today. Draw your people back to yourself. Lord, those who need to move a few degrees, I pray that they would do that now in this service. Lord Jesus, that they would offer their lives, their everyday lives, their ordinary lives to you. And they would see the joy of we get to put God first. For others, Lord, who have been far away from you, don't know you. But your love is drawing them. I pray, Lord, now that they would know that they are loved by the Father, that they would know that you so loved them, that you gave Jesus for them so they could be forgiven and made whole and free. I pray, Lord, for those who are reaching out to you in this moment, that you would come by your Spirit and you would do a deep work in their lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who have surrendered their life to Jesus, just contact us. us. Come to one of our locations. You'll get a really warm welcome. Let people know what God's doing in your life. Those from Arena Church, come on. We get to.
put God first. Let's put him first, front and central in our lives. As always, guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I believe in you. God bless you.